Welcome to the Stacked Supplement Podcast, the premier source for supplement news and reviews. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Stacked Supplement Podcast. Uh, we have a special one today uh, as we have the man behind Morphogen Nutrition who has, quick, which has quickly become, I guess, one of the most interesting brands in the industry, at least from my perspective, uh, the the amount of uh, products they're pumping out, the amount of, uh, I guess, the categories they're selecting has been very impressive. Um, so with us today we have uh, Ben Hartman. Thank you for joining us. Hell yeah! Thanks for having me. So, the first question I gotta I gotta ask is because we only just started following uh, Morphogen Nutrition like I don't know maybe six, seven, eight months ago. I gotta know. So what is the kind of the history behind the brand? Like when where roughly when did it start like how long you guys been going yeah <clears throat> so uh so we we officially formed uh the business articles incorporation in june of 2011 so it's been almost exactly nine years oh wow uh, yeah so we've been around for a while but and it's interesting to say that now having been nine years later we started with no intention whatsoever of being any sort of supplement company with any sort of reach or impact on anybody. Um, so I have a pretty extensive background in nutrition science and exercise physiology and uh, facility management and teaching education at the academic level, that kind of stuff. And so I've always been involved in a combination of uh, teaching, mentorship, all related to the fitness and wellness industries, uh, whether it was exercise physiology, personal training, nutrition coaching, all kinds of stuff. Back in the day, I used to be sponsored by a pretty major supplement company uh, before there was a lot of sponsorships. You know, we're talking 15 years ago when there was, you know, there was no discount code affiliates. There's none of this. There's no Instagram, none of this stuff. So I was one of the first uh, maybe dozen or so people through the country that had been doing, uh, you know, work in the Arnold Expo and writing for their website and doing photo shoots. And uh, they were paying for my competitions and things like that. And so I got some some inside perspective on how some bigger companies do some things, and it just didn't sit well with me, kind of some things that were going on. Um, I'm a very blunt, no bullshit kind of guy, and I like numbers, I like data, I like evidence, um, and it was really hard for me to wrap my mind around promoting a few, you know, they had some good products, and still to this day they have some good products, but they had a few that had some things like, you know, proprietary blends that I'm not a big fan of. And they had some, uh, some ingredients that I thought maybe weren't as beneficial as some others in a few formulas. And I, I struggled with the idea of promoting or, or educating on these things. Um, take that whole experience and couple it with this. I had a, a sense of like impending doom, if you will, with my career. So I used to be, uh, like I said, involved heavily in management with fitness and wellness. I worked at a major university. I taught for them. Um, and I was great at my job and I loved what I did. I loved being able to educate and mentor students and do these things, but I didn't make a lot of money. And one day my boss came in and quit her job on the spot and she quit because she was working so much that her youngest daughter called the babysitter mom. Uh. Yeah. And so I was newly married. My wife and I were married for not even a year at that point. And we had just bought a house, uh, and we've been together for a long time anyway. So it's not like we were a newer couple, but it, it was a sense of impending doom, like I'm going down the same path. I'm going to work myself to death. I'm never going to be able to do anything. And, 
you know, how am I going to do this? And so you take those two ideas and I came home one day and I told my wife, I'll go, you know what? I need all of our savings. I'm going to start a supplement. <laughs> and it was, it was just an insane idea. Yeah. And the, talking like, you know, multiple tens of thousands of dollars. We're talking like a very small amount of investment dollars. And my idea at the time was basically start something small that I believed in and do things completely differently than the way that I was used to seeing done. In the and hopefully someday I could supplement my wife's income and make a little bit of money and maybe work from home and maybe not pay for childcare for a couple of years when we started a family and, and love what I did. And that's essentially what we did. We just never thought that the company would ever, ever become anything like it's become. Um, and as I've been in the industry much more, and as I've come to run my business, I always still to this day tell people that I'm not a businessman. Yes, I run a successful business, but I run my business. Yeah. I don't know how else does it. I don't even, yeah. you know, I have questions with people that are, are well invested in business topics. They read books. They go to these mastermind conferences. They have <laughs> Is, and they throw these business terms at me, you know, very common words that are used in the yeah, business world. That I, I know think, what you mean. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about, you know. Uh, but I, but let me explain to you my business and how I kind of envision things, to, you know, on my end and how I came to the conclusions that I did. And when I start to tell people that story, they kind of understand why we became what we did almost accidentally over all these years. Um, you know, from day one. You know, we're, you know, we're looking almost 10 years ago. The industry didn't have as much transparency. There wasn't these fully stacked Practic products. Practically none back but, in there. <laughs> you know, and, uh, and I remember being so frustrated and I go, why doesn't, you know, take a pre-workout, for example, at the time. Every company was doing these little baby scoops with these shitty proprietary blend formulas and you had to multi-scoop or add different ingredients. And I go, why doesn't anybody just make a big ass scoop that has everything you need? <laughs> one scoop, and it's all research dosed. It's not arbitrary number, you know. It's not like one thousand milligrams. If the ingredient should be two thousand two hundred milligrams, yeah. right? So like, it's just an arbitrary number to me. So I go, why doesn't anybody just take all what the research does and put it into one thing? And I had some connections in manufacturing. I had some connections with uh, some retail outlets and some owners of stores that I knew just from you know, bodybuilding and fitness industry kind of networking over the years. And I quickly realized that the reason that nobody does that is because there's no money in that, especially when you're in a distribution game. Um, even companies with the best of intentions, if they're going big, if they're going distribution on a major scale, there's only so much money you can put into a product. Otherwise, the distributor's never going to buy it, and they're never going to sell it to a store, and the store's never going to sell it to a customer. And I said, okay. So that, that piece of the industry is saturated. What if I make a product that costs five times as much to make, but I sell it to you for the same price as a similar product <laughs> that you could – I go, I'm going to make more money direct on less units. I'm not going to have to sell thousands and thousands of units at a $5 or $3 markup. But I can also make a product that I believe in, and I can make a product that makes a difference – and when I explained this to my wife very early on, and it's funny looking back at it because I was really, really irresponsible with money. And for me to ask for all of our savings <laughs> and for trust in, the, in what I was envisioning, uh, I mean, it, it eventually went on to change our lives. But at the time, it just seemed like the most ridiculous idea ever. And, you know, I basically said, if you make something that is so undeniably good, both on paper and in its practical effects, you know, its usability – then 
you know, if I tell 10, 10 people, one of those 10 people is going to go, you know what? I, everything you're saying makes sense. It's very logical and it's very evidence-based and I'm going to try it and I like it. I'm going to, I'm going to buy it. And then they're going to go tell 10 people. And yeah, one of those yeah, yeah. Gonna, and I go, eventually a good product is going to sell itself even on a, on a small, I mean, I'm talking like a local level, like in my little gym scene in my, uh, you know, the city that we're from. That's what I was kind of in picturing is, you know, 50 or a hundred people in the few gyms that I was, you know, a part of that would all catch on and everybody would use our pre-workout. And that's what I wanted to happen. Um, and so initially we had kind of like a, like a six month, you know, let's see, we'll buy a batch of this product. Let's handle all the, you know, distribution to the customers, whether it's in person or off of a really, you know, rudimentary website. And if we can break even in six months, we'll, we'll go to the next step and see what happens. And, we sold out of all that product in the first two weeks or so. Wow. Uh, word of mouth. And I said, okay. So I, then I bought a slightly bigger batch and it came in. And then that sold out in two weeks. And I said, okay, now I'm going to need a bigger batch and maybe a second flavor. And that sold out in a month. And then we, we, and literally from day one, if you look at the way our growth has gone, we've doubled a little bit more than doubled every single year for the first eight years. Shit. I mean, exactly. Almost exactly. And that's without, any uh, really focused advertising campaign yeah, yeah. analytics on social media. Cause I, I'm not that person. And every time that, that the business people go, you know, what about SEO? What about Google <laughs> analytics? What about, you know, who's your main demographic and what time do people check your Instagram posts? And I go, I have no idea. And they go, what do you, mean? well, you don't know any of that information. I go, and I know that I need to eventually. And every time I think that eventually it's now, and I'm like, maybe I should look into this stuff and learn this. We spike again. And I still know to this day that it's coming. I know that it's coming. And I'm, you know, on the back end, we're getting some things ready for this. But the products have have done that for us to the point that I haven't had to resort to those sorts of things, which is very non-traditional in, the, in most industries, but especially this industry. You know, in this industry, it's common. People start their business with a team of people and a huge amount of capital investment dollars some investment partners and a full line of product and they flood it with marketing and they hope that it catches. And if it does, they're good. We did it the opposite where we go, let's make one thing. And in every six months, let's create one more thing. And it, that's just kind of been our pace over the last eight years. And it's, 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 grown, it's, it's, it's working. It's grown, well, and it's gotten to the point now that we, you know, we've made better connections with manufacturing and, uh, and I've gotten better at doing what I'm doing. And my wife, uh, she's our CFO and she's gotten much better at making sure that I don't, you know, basically yeah. screw the whole thing <laughs> up on, on. Um, and, and we're just getting a lot better at what we do. And I, I'm a very creative mind anyways. And I just, I can't slow down. I just can't do it. I, I honestly tell you that the story is, I, I completely, it is, if not identical to mine, like Stack started nine years ago. Like, we didn't know what the fuck we were doing. Someone's like, hey, do you want to do an ad? And I'm like, is that what they do? And they said, yeah, sure. And I was like, how much do they charge? And they said, they gave me an amount. And I was like, okay, I'll put that on there. And then the next person was like, can I have what they have? And it just, that's pretty much, I don't yeah, know. Sure. I, oh, and yeah. then you learn all that stuff, like someone's like, oh what's your cpm and i'm like what the fuck is that and then <laughs> and same same yeah. here i had a had a child uh one and a half years ago and my wife she she's our coo uh, we refer to her she does the administration so it is practically identical in, in the sense 
and I'm just surprised you guys have been building it for like nine years. It's amazing. Like, and to double at that pace is insane. And yeah. honestly, I feel like you came in at a time where what direct to consumer wasn't a thing. Like back back in the early 2010s, it, people did it, but MuscleTech only did their direct to consumer side on their side like two years ago, three years ago. They didn't have one, so it really only started. Your concept of direct to consumer was really non-existent as far as I knew back then. It was all through retailers. That's really where you went. Yeah. And it's like the the world has caught up to what you were planning to do, basically. It's, you know, it's like it's been nine, nine years and we've effectively had product, you know, because the first several months it was product development, R&D. So we didn't have product on the, you know, I'll say on the shelf. That's a, you know, just a. Yeah. 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 yeah absolutely. You know, we didn't have our first product till probably, I'll say, August 1st of that year. So it's probably been eight and a half years of sales. Yeah. But, but yeah. the first, I mean, I, I'm not kidding. For the first probably six years, I know a lot of other supplement company brand owners, both very big and very, very small. <laughs> I know a lot of store owners that manage franchises, you know, the GNCs. I know mom and pop store owners, uh, manufacturing reps. And every single person goes, well, that's, you're not, you shouldn't do this. And they you shouldn't do that. that. They all said that back then. And every time I just kept circling back and saying, yeah, but everybody's doing what they're doing. I have to believe that one out of every thousand people buy or even 10,000 people or even 100,000 people buying all this stuff has to be thinking differently about this. And we're talking about a multi-billion dollar industry that mm -hmm. has done nothing but grow over the last 10 years. And I go, if I can reach one one hundredth of one percent of yeah. a multi-billion dollar <laughs> industry – I'm going to eventually become a seven figure brand. Yeah. I, it, it's just going to take time to find the same people that think the same way in this sea of, of everything that's out there. And it's not even to say that everything else that's out there is not good or, you know, serving a purpose or helping people. It's, it's not, it literally is just the way that we do things makes sense to me, both as a brand owner, as well as somebody who I very much consider myself a consumer. You know, I, if I were to buy a product, how would I want it to be? If I were to go onto a website, like, you know, we don't charge shipping and handling for any domestic orders. We never have. We uh -huh. pay for that. A lot of money comes out of our pocket to pay for this. And everybody goes, well, you know, your products are good enough. Your customers would be willing to do that. And I said, yeah, but when I go online to buy something. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm similar. I, with a dollar shipping and handling <laughs> charge plus a tax fee plus a something else at checkout, it pisses me off. So I don't want to do that to my customer and I'm just not going to do it. And it seemed to catch on. It seemed to work. You know, there's a lot of things that we've done. Uh, all of our prices uh, for every product are the same price other than our, you know, we started to launch some commodity, you know, we have our yeah, beta yeah, alanine, yeah. a few commodity items, but everything else is the exact same price across the board. And everybody goes, well, why? And I said, because I like that me, idea. Yeah. Yeah. And you, I've never really seen anybody do it. And I said, for me, if I go to a website and I go, okay, here's product one and product two and product one is 50 bucks and product two is 30 bucks. My perception as a consumer, regardless of if it's true or not, is that the $50 product is either very good and worth the $50, which then makes the $30 product not as good. Yep. Or it means the $50 product is overpriced and they're both of equal quality. Either way, it doesn't represent the brand as a whole as being a premium brand, even if the products are great. In my mind, it, it devalues the brand as a whole. And I said, you know, even if I have a product that costs a little bit less to make, I'm 
I'm of the the type of mind that I go, okay, if they're all going to cost the same, what else can I add to this so that the manufacturing costs are within a small window, you know, uh, you know, the same sort of margin yeah. that makes each respective product category now way over the top complete. And I'm, I'm the first one to admit that some of our stuff, even most of our stuff probably has one ingredient or two ingredients in every single product that probably doesn't need to be in there and nobody would ever notice. But the fact that we can put that in there and it might have some extra synergy benefits, it might have some standalone benefits. Uh, it represents the brand as a whole. It represents me as a person and how I think about things. Like if I couldn't, if, if I could add that extra ingredient for a buck, would I do it? I would do it. So that's what I did. I just created the company based on what <laughs> I would do if hey. That makes a whole lot more sense now because one of my questions was, was the idea behind going so in depth on such specific categories that you have with all these supplements. Like I mentioned when we write about the brand, like, uh, the, um, the kidney support supplement you just did, while I have seen supplements that, that do something similar, it's generally like a, an all in one product or it's a commodity with like two, three ingredients. That's for kidney support. No one does what you do like, you know, just throw in as much as they can to help the main cause and that cause being so specific, which again, that was one of my questions was, what's the idea behind that? I think you just said, you just said it that you <laughs> well, want to, and, you know, and there's, there's something to be said too for, I, you know, I like the all in one aspect of things. Like we, we have Morpha Prime, which is, I kind of consider an all in one organ health sort of product. And I created that product really as a, uh, as a specific thing that I could create and give to my dad, actually. So I have a family history of uh, heart wow. disease, high cholesterol, hydroglycerides, all these sorts of things. And my dad, my dad's dad died when he was my dad's ages now. And so if that were to continue, then I, my dad would die right now. And then I would die in 30 years and not know my grandchild. And the cycle would perpetuate itself. And my dad was, you know, I was trying to get him to take, you know, and acetylcysteine and alpha lipoic acid and curcumin and, you know, all these sort of, and, and ubiquitin, all, all these things. And he was just, it was overwhelming for him. And I said, all right, well, let me see what I can do. And I go, what, what would I, if I were giving this to my dad, what would I put in there? And can it be made? Is it, is the margin there that I can even sell it? Uh, is it going to be a hundred capsules? Is it going to be five capsules? What's it going to be? And that's how we came up with Prime. And then when we look at more targeted things like the kidney product, I don't specifically have a need for intense kidney health myself. But as we've grown, we've reached more and more people. Yeah. And is uh, a demand for a very specific type of product for a specific type of person, I see it as both a challenge and as a responsibility to, to at least look into that product category to see if I can't create something truly special within that category for those people. When we came out with Nephrogen, a lot of people go, I just don't, I don't know if I need that. And I said, that's okay. I don't expect most people to need it. But we're in a position now as a company that if I can create something yeah. great, even if it's not a vast seller, if I can reach a very small amount of people that have a specific need for that type of product, then I've done a good thing where it, it helps people that need the help. And again, reflecting back on what I stand for, on what I believe in, on what the brand is meant to be for people, it it fits into that model and that's how I come up with stuff. I think it's, you've, 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 with that approach, you've, whether it was your intention or not, but you inadvertently created like a brand where like, even if you just said, Hey, Morphogen's doing an, ad an adaptogen formula, 
you know it's gonna kick ass like it's, yeah it's not even like oh what's in it you just like okay it's got more of what anyone else has ever put in it that's basically what you've the reputation yeah. you've built which is which is impressive uh like i said it's i keep yeah. mentioning you're just one of the most I guess specific detailed premium brands like you said your products are all the same price i think it's is it 49 48.99 i think 48 dollars. it's the flat 48 yeah. bucks international obviously charges shipping and handling yeah, from the site yeah, yeah. We, are, we are in some very early talks which i haven't really announced yet but we are in some very early, early talks uh to set up some international distribution sometime in the next several months or sooner we don't know yet um because the demand is is there and it's never something that we thought would be there, and we never intended to explore it. But domestically, everything's 48 bucks. We don't charge uh, state sales tax in the state of Ohio. We cover that. We don't charge shipping and handling anywhere, you know, even if it ships to Hawaii, if it ships to Washington State across the country. I mean, and there are even times where we'll ship, let's say it's a, one of our protein powder tubs, which is a three-pounder instead of a two-pounder, yeah. the same size tub, which a lot of people don't think about. That's expensive to make. And it's expensive as hell to ship. And if somebody buys it from across the country, I ship it over there. Yeah. <laughs> I literally might make one dollar, or or less, and that's fine because the goal is not to make money on one specific product to one specific person one time that they order one thing. The goal is to be able to provide stuff that, in its respective product category, is a leader in its class yeah. that represents the. And the hope is that people buy, you know, other things and you know, kind of balances that out. And I didn't want people to go, well, you know, everything is great, but you don't have a protein that I like. And I'm like, then I have a responsibility to make a protein that you like so that you are not uh, going somewhere else. Yeah. Or else not that, not that other products wouldn't be good, but if they do that, then they're more likely to buy two or three or four other things while they're there. And, you know, yeah, yeah, I see what that, you mean, yeah. That's the goal of, of shying people away. I've certainly been one to recommend other brands' products to other people. I still do it to this day. Uh, there's a number of brands that I really like the way they do things. I like the owners. I like their mission. I like – I mean, I can look at their ingredient labels, and I can go, though, that's from this brand. I can tell how the owner put this formula together. Right. I can recognize But I really like that. But, again, for me, it's a, it's a combination of personal responsibility and personal challenge that now as a brand that we have – the ability to delve into more product as we grow, I'm, I'm going to do it. Yeah. It's uh, like I said, you just, I, to be honest with the, uh, the premium formulas that you have, I, I have to imagine that if anyone does buy something from you, like I don't imagine them going anywhere else. It's just, you've got one of those things where like you have everything all in one, like you're saying, and you're just trying to fill out their stacks and it's there are very few that I would say that compete on the ingredient side, uh, at least with the mainstream products that you do, such as the proteins, the amino, the pre-workouts. I mean, there are a few that compete in that area, but it's again, it's those little things that you have that really just make you such a comprehensive brand. And it's still crazy to hear that you've been doing this for like just building gradually for nine years or eight and a half. It's amazing. It, uh... Yeah, like it's like I said, it's been let's say eight and a half years of selling product. I didn't. I'm very fortunate that my wife has been so supportive of this vision that I've had. Um, I've always been very, um, very in depth with something that I'm very passionate about. I have a very tunnel focused sort of brain, where doing this 
flows. I get lost in it. Yeah. But man, fuck if I can't do the dishes at all, you know? Uh, we built a house, and it's fantastic, and it's great for our children. And she handled all the logistics of all the finances. I just signed the papers. I have no idea what's going on because I just can't do those things. So not only is she, you know, the backbone of us as a couple, but she's the back company uh, 100% to make I don't, you know, like I said, screw up everything. But very early on, the first two or so years, two or three years, I was running the company very part-time on top of my other career. And I was finishing graduate school and I was teaching part-time at the university and I was doing all these things. And when it came time to focus on the company even more, uh, she took a better job. We moved a couple hours away to a better city and I ran the company full-time for five more years without taking a cent from the company. And so I took my first actual paycheck on our seven-year anniversary Damn. because we, because we were able to live below our means. We had two children during that time and lived in a very modest two bedroom townhouse well below our budget. And my wife made decent money. And I was, I'm very lucky that I was able to, you know, I always joke that like she was my sugar mama, you know, <laughs> for all those, she was taking care of me. And now the company's gotten to the point that she switched that role and we're actually transitioning her right now. Uh, she is our CFO and she does a lot of work for the company, but we're transitioning her to a much more involved, almost like a hybrid COO, CFO sort of yeah. position. Or by the end of the year, the goal is to have her work full time for the company and leave her current employer um, so that we can focus even more and that she can help me be even more efficient with the things that we're doing. And I'm glad that the tables have turned that now, you know, I'm able to provide that opportunity, but there's no way in hell I could have done that if she didn't support yeah. us for the first seven years of me not taking a cent from the company. I mean, and every year, you know, after after a few, the first several years, we were not profitable at all. It was a shit show. I'll fully admit that. <laughs> and then once we started to figure out what the fuck we were doing and started to make a little bit of money, that's when I go, you know what? Let's let's put one more ingredient in every product because I have the money to do it. Where everybody goes, you know, if you do this, you're going to add three dollars. Yeah. To every few extra. That's not the you're Ben. You're growing. Why don't? Why would you add money to your cost? You're already growing. I said because one, I can, and I view it as a personal responsibility to do it as a challenge and responsibility. But the second thing is that as we were growing and getting some recognition, you know, I heard some some chatter around that you know other companies were starting to catch on, and and even people that I'm friends with that own other smaller brands were going, you know, I'm going to make. I'm going to, you know, take some inspiration from that dope product that you made and I'm going to do it. And I'm like, all right, well, fuck you. I'm going to add two more ingredients to it, <laughs> you know, so bring it. And, and it was like a friendly sort of thing. Uh, and because we had already been doing that sort of thing for so many years, you know, before it was a thing, we were way ahead of that. Yeah. So now I, and, and obviously there's a certain point in time where I can no longer add to the manufacturing cost or we are not going to stay in business. That yeah. cannot exponentially increase. But I don't think... I don't think anybody else can catch that anytime soon. And any giant company that has the money to do that has no motivation yeah, to do that because they're already giant for a reason. And yeah. it's usually making distribution channels. And again, they go back to margin and distribution model, which we are not in. So I almost view it as two separate industries in a sense. Yeah. Yeah. I see what you mean. I like what they do and I respect what they do and I, and I follow it. I'm aware of it, but it doesn't change how I do what I'm doing. Yeah, I every every pretty much every answer you're giving is just to to be honest, it's just a great reflection. Or you, in fact, your products reflect, I guess, your mission statement, what you stand for. And it, it really, yeah. 
makes a lot of sense. And, and and like I was saying, I only just stumbled across the brand maybe a year ago. And when I saw the formulas, I'm like, how in the shit am I only just hearing about this stuff? Like, how did I not come across this before? It's yeah. But again, you like you say, you know, you put more focus. Like everyone says, we put more. A lot of people say it. We put more effort into our formulas and manufacturing, and very little into marketing. But I don't think anyone does that to the extent that you do. Like, it's it, just... it's been to the extent that I've been a little bit of a stubborn asshole about it. I'll be honest about that. Um, I know. <laughs> I know that I need to pay attention to the other side of actually running business. I'm well aware of this. And I've talked to some people that I'm very close with in, in, in the industry that I respect a lot. And I think they're doing great things. And fuck if I'm just not so steadfast in the way that I, I have believed in what we're doing. I, and it's not just the brand. I mean, this is the way that I've always kind of done everything my whole life, where if I think that something is the right choice that takes me down the right path then I cannot deviate from that path, period. And uh, for the most part, it served me very well. Certainly, there's been times in my life, both with you know uh, yeah. personal choice, but also with the company, where it's completely fucked me, for sure. But overall, my path has continued to move forward, and, uh, and I've slowly garnished more respect over time by staying on that path and never deviating from it. So it's cool to uh, be it's a little weird. I'll be honest, it's a little weird. I don't think um, you need to chat. I don't, like... I mean, while I said that I didn't see you because you don't market that much, you're, you you built a direct-to-consumer platform, which the whole point is one of those things where you don't necessarily need to market. You bring in people, and then they stay, and that's you control the you know the shopping experience to the to the door. That's that's like the problem with marketing products is that it puts you in that realm where you've got guys who only market and don't put jack into their formulas, so to try and compete on that scale is just going to be next to impossible. Like even though there yeah. are some that have a good balance with it, a 50% marketing, 50% product, whatever you're doing, the extreme end of the scale, like all formulas. And I mean, yeah, I don't think it'd, it'd be difficult to compete. And the thing is, is like platforms like stacked and, and, and even supplements, noob, the great guys there. I guess that's where, that's where, that's where we come in. It's just sort of, pushing those brands that put them all on an equal platform i guess you know we promote you just as much as we promote the giants it's not just huge for us and i've talked to a lot of uh review brands you know apps or websites or youtube channels and a, a lot and we get messaged a lot and i get tagged all the time on instagram by some of these review guys and they're like you know people ask them questions when are you going to review morphogen stuff and they tag me and they go well, you know, as soon as he sends me a care package of stuff, I'll review it. And I'm like, listen, I understand how the game works. I'm not naive to this. And if it were approached differently, I'm all I'm all for it, you know. Um, it, there, there has to be a, a genuine feel to it to me. Yeah. And it, for me to commit to that sort of thing or even take a chance on it. And it's also, and, and this is very true, because we've been scaling so much consistently every single year, without me knowing how to market a company to any you know significant degree, it's been very difficult for me to say, okay, I love the fact that you can make mention, but also write designated blogs and articles, which involve much more information and obviously paying those people for the time to put that information together, to host it on their platform is well worth, you know, the, I'm, mm -hmm. not, I'm not buying for you. I'm 
I'm paying for the service of sharing the information. And I'm well aware that that's a good thing. Because we've been scaling so fast, if I invest in that sort of thing on multiple avenues, you know, multiple review sites, and we scale too fast, I'm fucked. And it's not that I'm against doing it. It's a combination of the way that some of these people have approached me as a almost like an arrogant sort of like, well, you know, I get 10,000 people a month listening to my <laughs> shit. You give me a thousand and I'll share your stuff. And I'm like, well, I've been doubling here and I've never heard of you and you've <laughs> never asked me anything. You just tag me on social media as like a calling me out, you know, as if I owe them something, as if I have a responsibility to pony up to them because of their following. Yeah. It, it just doesn't feel genuine to me. It feels... It feels very forced. It feels very uh, sort of like strong-armed. You know what I mean? If somebody wants to form a partnership because they believe in what we're doing, fuck yes, let's do this. If somebody wants to strong-arm me into giving them dollars so that they speak well of me, otherwise they won't speak well of me, then they can go fuck off, and I don't <laughs> give a fuck. Period. Yeah. Uh, and maybe that's not – from a business perspective, maybe that's the wrong way to do no, it. No, no. I, 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 it is. But I, that's just how I've always kind of felt about it, and – the fact that you guys have taken notice and shared information has been has been extremely flattering and and gives you so much more credibility across the industry. Where, like you mentioned, supplement Snoop, it's like you guys are at the top of the game because you're not giving positive reviews to company just because they're lining your pockets. Yeah, I mean that's that way that it should be done. That's the way that it should be done. And then if people want extra information to be shared, obviously pay for the service, but True, true people that are passionate and knowledgeable about the industry that want to share information with the public should be doing it for the right reasons. Yeah, and yeah. still, eyes their business. I'm, I'm a bit like you in that sense. Like since the start, I just if I saw a good brand, I saw a cool product, I would share it. That was literally what we did. And if like if it looks cool, I would go and buy it and review it. That was literally, and that's still how we operate today. And I still tell this to people. They'll send me the information, be like, oh, can you share this? And I'll be like, yeah, sure, let's get it on. looks interesting. Put it up. And then I said, do you want to review it? And I'm like, man, the amount of new products that we get these days, like two, yeah. three a day. I'm like, I have to pick one or two a week at best. So I leave that up to me and my audience. If they like the look of it, then I'll go buy it. If you send it to me and they like the look of it, maybe I'll review it. So, yeah, we've – and again, it's probably not – like I could probably make a lot more money <laughs> if I started charging for reviews. You know what? But you're paying power because you have respect in the industry, doing it for the right reasons. And people can come on strong in this industry with with brands, with reviews, with, you know, any number of things. And they can come on real strong. And it doesn't mean that they're going to have any lasting power. It just doesn't. So it's it's again, it, I think what you're doing is just fine. Like I said, you've gone to this size and the products are that good. And I only just came across it. Which is like bad on my part, I guess. I should have come across it before, but uh, well, I, I expect anybody to find it on their own, just <laughs> accidentally. <laughs> Usually, you like, I don't know, you stumble across a, a, a an ad, like a like a targeted ad. I'd be like, that's an interesting brand, or like you see someone share it, and it wasn't until yeah, I think it was Supplement Snoop and Lucas from Prometheus, who yeah. were just like, you should check this brand out, and I'm pretty sure it was. One of them did it first, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, and I like, I looked at the branding, and I'm like, yeah, like I was gonna take a deeper look later, and then 
when the second one sent it to me, I was like, okay, this is two good people. I'm missing something. <laughs> and then I think I had Bob as well. Uh, he mentioned it to me, and I was like, fuck, i got to check this out. And I'm glad I did. But I will ask is, you have a mountain of products coming between now and the end of the year. I think we mentioned this several times. As far as I know, <laughs> it's like more new products than probably every brand bar maybe five that i know of might there might be some like i don't know of anyone who's planning on doing this amount at least probably to the complexity that you're going to do it um of this it's eight new products if i'm entirely new ones uh, and then the, like the thing is you don't even when, I put, all, <laughs> when I put all that on instagram you know i've shared some in, some inside information with some customers <laughs> have been with us for a long time uh <laughs> I answer every DM that comes to me and I talk, I talk to people like I'm just a regular dude that wants to talk about stuff. Cause that's exactly what I am. And, uh, I become friends with a lot of our customers over the years just by having these conversations on social media and times that, you know, they're like, Hey man, I know you, you announced, you know, adaptogens coming. You haven't shared the label. What, what's it, you know, what's a dude got to get a sneak peek. I'm like, here, just don't post it on your page, but here you go. And they're like, oh my God, that's awesome. And I'll have a conversation with them about it because I want, I want them to be excited. I want yeah. their feedback, you know? Um, and so then when they're asking questions about, you know, what do I have coming? I go, oh, fuck, let's just throw a list up here and just, you know, let people know. <laughs> and I'll be honest, there's, there's maybe two products on there that I'm not sure if we're going to be able to bring to market this year, maybe ever, uh, in terms of like new flavor releases. I bet you there's more that we do this year so uh, from that list because there's a lot and like you can gather the categories vaguely from the names <laughs> is there anything in there although i based on what you've said i imagine all of them are like this but is there anything in there that you're like supremely excited about that you've put quite a bit of it or put more effort than any of the others oh man um, not to like make the other products feel bad but there's yeah. anything that's like you know above them and you're just like i just can't wait to get this out uh that are all, I mean, all, all equal <laughs> I, so so some of them are, are coming like some of them are coming tomorrow probably yeah i know uh, you said morpho I, know this, I saw it depends that. on when the freight shipments show up and we have to inspect it and we have to you know inventory and warehouse it and get all the you know logistics stuff um adaptogen and morpho pump are going to be very interesting. I'm very excited about both types of formulas. These are these are things that I've been thinking about for a long time that have a multitude of, of benefits and uses, but they don't fit very neatly into a box of something yeah, else. You know, I, it's like, you could put mushrooms in five different types of products and you could put pump stuff in five different types yeah. of products. And like and there's some you know, sometimes there's an ingredient that is awesome. But it's not awesome maybe as a standalone. It's awesome as part of a, a formula. But maybe it doesn't belong in Volugen or Alphagen because those are just so ridiculously loaded that if I were to add something else to that, you're not even going to know it's in there. And it's going to drive the cost up so much that I can no longer. But is there application of that ingredient into a different type of product where the synergy of the whole line, you know, together works, makes much. Yeah. yeah. So those two products I'm very excited about. Uh, what, I got to ask about the Morpho Pump. What is the angle on that one? Because, as you mentioned, it's in capsules. Volusion's already loaded. It's in powder. I have I actually literally spoke about this to another brand a week ago because they had capsule and, and powder, and they split it. And they had their reason was the pathway. Uh, they wanted to, you know, tackle uh, pumps in different 
from different angles, mm-hmm. one capsule, one powder, and you can still stack them together. And obviously, one might work better for one person, and so on. And you can put them together. Is what's your idea behind? Because again, it's it's not it. It's common to do a pump pre-workout. It's very uncommon to have two, uh, especially yeah. separated by capsules of powder. Yep. Uh, and, and I keep getting a lot of questions. Like people go, which one's better? I'm like, well, they're not. They're different. And, well, which one should I use when? Well, they're not meant to even necessarily be used at the same time. Uh, part of ours was definitely pathway-related, where I wanted to explore um, – different aspects of ingredients or different aspects of, of how you get a pump, how you maintain a pump, um, the benefits, you know, it's not even so much of like, yes, I would like a pump and I'd like in a gym, you know, uh, it's, it's the benefits of blood flow and vascular health. And where does that carry over besides just drinking it pre-workout? You know, is there some other application to this? And some people don't like powders. Some people don't like pills and some, some ingredients have to be in powder because you can't get, you can't take 20 capsules, right? Yeah. And sometimes it makes no sense to make a drink mix if you can make it a six-capsule product or a four-capsule product. So I really like the the combination of science in terms of ingredients, pathways, dosages, synergy. I love that. But I also love the artistic side of things where it's very much how does it fit into the scope of a person's day? How does it fit into the scope of the uh. brand is offered? Um, when you look at all these benefits, which ones cross over and which ones are separate, and how do you define those products? Somebody could absolutely use Volugen uh, differently than a pre-workout and derive other sorts of benefits from it, but it's not essentially designed for that, and so people aren't going to necessarily use it for that. So if we can create a product that fills those other you know, uh, holes in a person's day, uh, and, yeah. and, you know what I mean, and, and kind of... So it's sort of like, because I don't know if you remember, and I'm going back a while, BSN's Nitrix, like way back, the tab. The, I'm older than you probably think I am. I remember a lot of that stuff. Yeah, like. Taking, uh, you know, it was supposed to take six Nitrix, and he was yeah. taking 12 or something, and, I, and the big old horse pills. I remember yeah, that. And it was, yeah, and it was promoted as a 24-hour pump product. You didn't take it before workout. Like, pump, yeah, yeah. You took it in the morning. Uh-huh. And then in the evening, I like that, that absolutely, and that is the idea of that has always appealed to me. Always, yeah. um, not from a not from vanity. A, yeah, yeah, because yeah. they promoted there those. Yeah, benefits blood flow typing of ingredients that have to do with maintaining healthy blood pressure, that have yeah. to do with nutrient delivery, with vascular health, with cardiovascular health. Uh, you know, uh, clearance of metabolic waste products, all these certain things that somebody can derive benefit from, but they're not going to drink a non-stim pump pre-workout <laughs> one-third of a scoop three times a day to get those benefits. They're just not going to do it. And to me, a pre-workout, it, you know, people go, well, you have a pump pre-workout. And I say, yes, but it's not just a pump pre-workout. If you have a pre-workout that is literally only pump ingredients, you're missing the boat on a number of other things that could be in that product. Whereas I look at, and I'm glad the industry is kind of shifting where it's not really referred to as a pump pre it's a non-stim pre yeah because yeah. you can still have performance and, and cognitive benefits which I, I do like the trend that industries are now starting to put some cognitive uh you know their choline sources or acetyl carnitine or uh you know rhodiol or some of these other things that confer cognitive benefits in a non-stimulant product i really like the idea of combining that with the performance and the blood flow aspects of the non-stim category morpho pump takes that same idea, but instead of it being, you know, performance and cognitive based, health. Health, it's health and wellness yeah, yeah. pump 
at the same time. Yeah, yeah. okay, and that so makes sense now. Together, uh, people need to be careful stacking too much of that stuff together. You can get yeah. uh, mild GI distress. You can get low blood pressure. You can have issues. So we have a big old warning on the label. We don't want people to take all six caps of morphine pump with a full scoop of Volugen the first time they do it. That's not a good idea. Um, but I definitely see people taking you know, three capsules in the morning, three in the evening, or two capsules morning and evening, and then two capsules with their volume in pre-workout. I absolutely see people doing that. That's what I'm planning on doing. So so that makes a whole lot more sense now, because like I said, like, like the Nitrix from BSM back in the day, that was, again, that was like an all-day thing, but they promoted it as like, look good and jack for 24 hours. I remember that in all the marketing. <laughs> yeah. That's not the whole point. Yeah, but yours is all-day, but for blood flow and health and wellness benefits, as opposed to, yeah, I get, that's very interesting because, like I said, it's uh, even the other brands that do have two pump products, they promote them both as pre-workouts and you can take them both. That's, that's, so it's, while it's interesting, I'm not surprised that it's so unique as, as an all-day blood flow product. Um, and, see, and the thing with taking two, you know, when they go, well, we have a, a pill pump and a powder pump and you take them together pre-workout, the first thing that I think is why can't they put all, all those in one drink if they're yeah. all meant to be pre that's the, and that's that's again goes back to why doesn't everybody put everything you need in one scoop if you need to take four separate products all together for a pre-workout then maybe they're not all as you know well put together as i would prefer i obviously understand the benefits of a stim based and a non-stim and people stack them and i like doing that you can customize the yeah. amounts of each and I, and I do like that aspect of it, but it gets a little ridiculous if you're going into two, three, four, five, six different products, stack, 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 stack. Like, no, just make two better products. So, in, for I, me, the 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 last question I'll talk, and and I'm I'm a big functional foods fan. Like, one of the things we've we've shared just a mountain of pretty much since I guess ProSub started doing the MyBar and then Muscle Pump. What else, like it was just from then on that everybody got into functional food. Uh, and Europe is just the leader, in my opinion, in terms of taste and texture. I have to ask about the Morpho bar, which I'm assuming is a protein bar. And the only reason I'm curious about it is because of your approach to pretty much every other product. A lot of the time, people do, you know, they want a candy bar looking thing. They want something with a layer of sweet caramel. They want, like, they just, you know, they're going for looks and, and taste. But... I get the sneaking suspicion that that is not exactly that's that's not necessarily your take or what you're coming out with Morpho Bar for. Well, I'm I'm definitely not trying to make a candy bar for sure. Um, am I completely revolutionizing the protein bar industry? No. There, again, there's only so much that you can do within a respective product yeah, category. Yeah, yeah. But can I look at I look at what is what, going back to the selfish like what am I going to do? You know. I like bars. I do. I like, but I also like cookies and shit, you know, and I, especially in the evenings, like I'm looking for cookies, I'm looking for Rice Krispies treats, and I'm looking for these sorts of things. And I'm going, I, I, and you know, I was grabbing these different protein bars from these different brands and they were either absolutely completely wrecking my stomach or they were glorified candy bars yeah. that had you know, super low protein weight, like, you know, the ratios of protein to fat were way off. You know, you can't have a protein bar that's 15 protein and 15 fat. That's not a protein bar. That's a fat bar um, with a little bit of accidental protein in it where, 
you know, we're not going to make a protein bar with 50 grams of protein and two grams of fat. That's impossible. <laughs> but within the, within the functional food category, what, what makes sense to me? And then what, based on consumer feedback, based on what my customers have been asking for, for a long time, I said, okay, I owe it to myself and I owe it to them to at least start to look into this. And then as we got into it, I said, can we do this a little bit better than some other types of product, you know, that are already on the market that I, I think are good, but I think that, Again, they're designed for mass distribution, so I understand why they make them the way they do, yeah. and they're going to they're going to get rich off of them. I would rather something that's a little bit better than that. Um, and I hesitate to mention brands or types of products specifically, but there's one that is a, a very delicious bar uh, created by a very well-known industry person, uh, a marketing, yeah, yeah. you know. I, those three things and, pretty and, much and, confirm who he is. <laughs> and, those bar, and those bars are delicious. But for me, if I have to eat three of them to get enough protein yeah. to count as one bolus of protein in a day, but it has 700 calories or 800 calories and 30 or 40 grams of fat, and the first ingredient is peanut butter and not protein powder, I I struggle with the idea of spending 2 to $3 on that item for me. Yeah. And so I said, if I'm going to spend my money on something that fulfills a niche of both the the sweet, the the sensory perception, the texture, the convenience, the portability, uh, and also provide a little bit better nutritional content, sourced ingredients, you know, all these things, is there a is there a middle ground that I can meet in here to find something that satisfies both my need and still again represents me and represents the brand as a whole? And we are. We're very, very close. We have it. It's a logistical nightmare. The whole coronavirus thing threw a wrench in everybody oh, yeah. in the whole world. Yeah. Plans. For, uh, we're just now getting affected by supply chain issues and you know staffing at the manufacturing companies where it's like, hey, where the where the fuck are my samples or where the fuck are my you know proofs for this? Well, the guy hasn't been at work for a month. Well, fuck me, right? I mean, how am I supposed to? You know, we're yeah. missing one ingredient. Supply chain dried up. That's happening all over the world. Where you know, it's like, why haven't we? released this product a month ago well because yeah. the never arrived or the plastic tubs never got made and that's happening across the industry and customers don't even realize that that's going on yeah it's a i i i mean it's probably thrown turned, turned a lot of plans to shit i think i've noticed with a lot of brands that mentioned things and then didn't mention things um so based on what you're saying, I'm going to take a guess and say it's going to be leaning more towards the nutrition side uh, for Morphobar than you're going to be. I mean, the argument you're saying is pretty much, you know, you have to meet the middle taste versus nutrition. And that's an argument. Well, let me, let me, in, yes, you have to meet in the middle, but. Everybody's middle is different. Yeah. Are, are the people that we tested this. So we're releasing one bar to start. We are in the very early phase uh of working on bars two and three. Uh, those are going to be another, you know, six months until we can bring yeah. them to market. But bar one is very close. And the original plan was uh, basically Q2. So we were looking at April 1st, but then coronavirus happened. We postponed every major new project like that, which is why all these things are just now, you know, adaptogen and pump and all these things. Did I lose you? Uh, yeah, no, it, no, it's back, yep. I had a uh, there was an emergency alert that just came through my phone because <laughs> he's on fire from the protests that are all over the oh, news. Wow. Uh, 
Yeah, it's a fucking disaster everywhere. But um, but the people that we we tested this final version of this bar on said that it it truly, from a flavor and a texture standpoint, doesn't compare to anything else that they've ever tried on the market, and it will stand its own ground uh, until somebody else can come along and copy it. Essentially, so from a nutritive standpoint, I'm happy with the way that it turned out. Is it the lowest sugar, lowest fat, highest protein bar on the market? Nope. Uh, is it much better than the ones in the similar functional food category? Absolutely it is. And does it taste fucking great? Absolutely it does. For sure it does. Interesting. Yeah, because, I mean, the argument is, is the same with everybody who makes it, you know, you can – I think the leanest one I've had was 30 grams of protein and 170 calories, 160 calories. So you're getting – that's in the protein bar realm. That's pretty damn low, like – and that was in the UK. I've seen two of them. But – you literally just feel like you're eating, I guess, doughy dust and a little bit of chocolate. At that ratio of protein to total calories, uh, there's going to be some concessions made for obviously for texture and flavor in terms of the consistency of the bar because anybody can take protein powder and bake it into a, a stiff good. It doesn't mean it's a protein yeah. bar. <laughs> I mean, anybody can take a scoop of protein powder and bake it into a, a brick and eat it. That's not what we're doing here. But – when you look at huge ratio, ratios of protein to you know carbs and fats in a bar like that, typically they make concessions on protein quality as well. So you'll see more gelatin and collagen yeah, type yeah, protein. Yeah, yeah, In the, in the UK, that's a lot. Uh, you know, gelatin and collagen have their application for sure. But most consumers don't understand that if 50% or more of the protein in a 30-gram bar, for instance, comes from a collagen or a gelatin, you can't eat that as a muscle-building yeah. – preserving, you know, in between meal protein snack or bolus, or even as a, you know, standalone meal on its own, because it doesn't have enough essential amino acids, branching amino acids, or leucine, because it's got cheap, cheap, inferior collagen gelatin, which great, your, your fingernails are going to grow more. That's great. But you just took a, a 30 gram protein bolus and only 10 of it was useful for building muscle. You just wasted that period. You're going to do that every single day one you know one fifth of all your meals for the next year you just miss out on 20 percent of all your potential for stimulating you know muscle protein synthesis and decreasing muscle protein breakdown because of the inferiority of the amino acid profile of the product yeah we noticed we noticed pretty quickly in europe that compared to the u.s like when i first saw a great bar and i'm like oh there's you know they're using soy or they're using collagen and i'm like okay and then you just start over there it's much more common and it just in the, whereas in the U.S., it's almost always way uh, to care a lot more, I guess, about the uh, the sports nutrition aspect. But I think, yeah, based on what you're saying, I'm I'm even more intrigued by this by this bar. Like, like I said, I haven't I've had my fair share of things that try and be more nutritious uh, than what's out there. It's very hard to get something that tastes that good um, without all those extra calories. Uh, so I'm intrigued, and that, and like you said, that one's coming relatively soon. Or yeah, uh, yeah, everything keeps getting pushed back. You know, our lead yeah, times yeah. keep supply um, chain issues. It was going to be April first, and we put it on hold on our end, and then it was supposed to be July first, and we had some hiccups with our manufacturer earlier this week that were kind of ironed out some last minute details. Um, I don't it's have a, an exact. No, it's going to be. It's, It'll be it'll be before Halloween for sure. Uh, a, if it's 
Is it going to be August 1st or September 1st or October 1st? For <laughs> you, It'll be here when it's here. When it's in my hand, when I'm going to announce it. And before that, I'm going to get a ton of questions. People are going to go, hey, man, when's it coming? I, again, I'm a very tr- transparent guy. I don't have a lot to hide. If I had an exact answer of the date that it it's going to be released, yeah. I'm going to share with everybody. It's not like I'm keeping this secret. You know, I've given my formulas to customers who've asked me to share it with them just you know, for the fuck of it before I've released it to the world. I, I don't have much to hide. So if I knew it, when is it going to be here? I, I'll let you know. Otherwise you don't need to ask because I don't should, know either. This should be fun. I, I'm excited to see how that one turns out. Well, we'll leave that as the last question. Uh, I thank you for, for yeah, spending the time and uh, taking the interview. So uh, hopefully we'll have you back soon. Yeah. Anytime. Uh, absolutely a pleasure and humbled and honored. And I'm glad that I could be part of it and, uh, thanks for everything you guys have done. Keep doing the right thing. Keep being unbiased with everything. And uh, yeah, let's fucking go. Awesome, man. Thank you.